Shall we be standing? And I ask that you would repeat after me. Psalms 3, uh, Proverbs 3, verses number 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and the hearers of his word. We may be seated. We want to welcome those who are watching us live this morning and even those who will watch us later on after this service is completed. It's good to see those of you who have thought it well to be here on this morning to come and to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's good to be alive. Uh, so many deaths are, are taking place, but yet you and I are still here. And it is not because we have been so good or what you have said or done, but it's because the Lord of heaven has had mercy upon our souls. All ways we want to give thanks to the Lord for, for all that he does for us. God does everything good for us. Everything that he does is good. It might not always feel good, but it is good. And all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Uh, this morning, before we get into our lesson, uh, I want to make mention of a, a book here. It's called From the Minister's Desk, A Few Words of Inspiration and Encouragement. I got a good friend over in Mississippi, Brother Eddie W. Sorrell Sr. Some of you know or heard of Brother Sorrell. He has a book out from the minister's desk, a very good uh, book. Uh, has short inspirations in it. The book was designed for those who are not members of the church. Uh, they are $13. If you want a book, you can get one. If you don't want a book, uh, pray for the one who will get one. And, uh, but Christians can read it as well. It's very inspirational. Uh, and very encouraging, but it was designed for those who are not members of the church. So if you know somebody who is not a member of the church and you would like to get them this book, it would be a very good gift for that individual uh, to be able to read. So if you want one, just be sure to see me after worship or any time afterwards. We want to make mention uh, that we need to keep Brother George Patterson in prayer. He wanted to be here this morning, but he is taking medication so he can't be here and be with us on next Sunday and our good sister Mary Williams wanted to make sure that we do announce that she is not here because of work this morning but she wanted to let you guys know she miss you and she did leave her offering behind so we want to make sure 
Uh, we make mention of that. I don't want no problems uh, with our sister girl. So we do want to make mention of that. Um, shall, we, shall we bow and shall we pray? Father in heaven, how great you, you are. We want to say thank you, oh God, for all that you, all that you have been to us in our lives. Father, you are a great God, and I sometimes and others don't really understand the full magnitude of God, how awesome and great you are, and all that makes you who you are. But Father, for what we are able to comprehend and grasp as human created beings, we say thank you for just everything you do. Lord, we don't deserve to be here even right now, this hour. But Father, we say thank you for thinking of us and causing us to still be on top of the earth. Father God, we pray for those in person and even those who are live with us now. We ask that you would touch us, bless us, come and visit us in this worship. Touch us where we stand in need of our own individual touch on this morning. Father, we are in different places. Our minds sometimes are in different places. Father, our situations and circumstances sometimes are different. But, Father God, we are in this world. Be with us. Keep us. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to fill us full in this worship. We pray that you may allow the Holy Ghost to guard us, guide us, and keep our hearts, guard our hearts from the wicked one. And, Father, we pray that you would ever forgive us, please, for our sins our shortcomings of your glory. Father, be with those who need you in this place today and those who are online. We ask that you keep us and bless us. Be with your manservant as he proclaims your truth that God may get all of the glory. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Let us all say amen. This morning, we want you to turn your attention to Romans chapter 16, verse number 16, and I wanted to... Um, use a number of scriptures on this morning, but I, I'm just going to use this one here. Romans 16, very familiar uh, script, very familiar verse, uh, especially if you've been in the church for a long time. Uh, you have been hearing this verse for a mighty long time, and I just want to use it for foundation of my lesson this morning. Uh, the Bible says, as Paul writes to the church at Rome, and at this time Paul had not yet visited Rome, uh, his heart's desire was to visit Rome, uh, but he was not there as of yet. But he writes a letter uh, to them, and he says in verse number 16, the very famous verse, Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Another version says, Salute one another with a sacred kiss the churches of christ salute you sometimes you have to watch brethren because the holy kiss turn into a sweet kiss say amen when you can the churches of christ salute you i want you to know that paul he writes to the church here and he's writing to them wanting to know them to know that there are others who send their greetings. There are other churches that are of the same faith that sends 
their love. He wants them to know that they are not the only one who claim to know who Christ is. They are not the only ones who are striving to live according to the scriptures. They are not the only one who are striving to teach those who are lost. And if they are not saved, they will be eternally lost. When you go to the book of Rome, Paul talks about the church at Rome. When you go to the book of Corinthians, he talks about the church at Corinth. When you go uh, at the church of uh, Philippi, he talks about the church there, the church at Ephesus, the church at Colossae, all through the New Testament letters, Paul identified those churches by the city in which they dwell. This morning, I want you to know the church of Christ, the church is unique. It's unique. It wasn't started by a man in 1777 wasn't started by somebody in 1539. The Church of Christ had its beginning over some 2,000 years ago. When Jesus Christ died and the first Pentecost came after the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But the Church of Christ is unique. It is unique because it came from God. It is unique because... Jesus died for her. It is unique because he purchased and paid for her with his own blood. It is unique because Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the founder. Jesus is the financer. Jesus is the finisher of our faith as it relates to his church. The church of Christ is unique. It is unique because the prophets prophesied about her. It's unique because Jesus promised her. It is unique because the apostles preached about her. The church of Christ universal is unique. That's not only unique universally, but the church of Christ is unique locally. This church is unique. Every church that belongs to the Lord has some kind of personality. I would tell you because it has personality, because it should allow the indwelling of the Godhead, or as some say, the Trinity of the person of God the Father, the person of the Son, Jesus the Christ, and the person of God, the Holy Spirit. But the church of Christ locally ought to have personality. Because you have personality. I have personality. Every church is unique to its own self. If the church of Christ here is going to be loving, then you and I will have to be loving individuals. Oh, I knew y'all wouldn't go work with a preacher this morning, but that's all right. If the church is going to be forgiving, then you and I going to have to practice forgiveness. If the church here is going to be kind, you and I will have to be kind individuals. If the church here is going to deal with the great commissioner teaching those who are lost 
bringing them into the fold of Christ, then you and I will have to be evangelistic if the church is going to be what God wanted to be. You and I will have to be that kind of individual. See, we get it twisted. And I remember when I used to do revivals and gospel meetings, Corona killed that. But when you would go out on the road traveling, I used to pass through different cities and, and come to the Church of Christ. I would see on the hill, Church of Christ here, or I would see here, Three Miles, Church of Christ, and, 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 and see all of that. I want you to know, just because you see a sign that says Church of Christ, don't mean it's the Church of Christ. <laughs> That doesn't mean because you ride, like Gunner says, with the Bible on the dash. <laughs> that don't mean you are the church of Christ. Just because you are in person service every Sunday or online each Sunday does not mean you are the church of Christ. What makes us the church of Christ is we're going to have to put Christ in our lives. Uh, the universal church if the church doors close locally the church of Christ is still alive and well it's, it's universal and this might be considered as one location of the church as we are a congregation this is our location of our congregation uh, D, D, our name is not Hollywood Street Church of Christ. That's, that's, not, that's not who we are in that sense. We are the Church of Christ that meets at, boy, I wish I had a church up in here. Boy, y'all gonna make, uh, <laughs> We are the church of Christ that meets at 5111 Hollywood Street. The church of Christ meets down here. That's why you got a sign out there to let the world know where Christ's people show up at on Sunday. But to us, and the identification of us, we go by the Hollywood Street Church of Christ. Now, ain't nothing wrong with that. Because we sit on Hollywood Street. Just as Paul says, the church at Corinth. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But they were the church of Christ at Corinth. Just like the church at Rome. They were the church of Christ, but they were the church of Christ at Rome. So ain't no harm, no foul, if you want to call them the Rome Church of Christ. They still are identified and known by the universal church. They are the church in that particular location. Now, uh, that's not my lesson, but I did that just to help us see certain things on this morning. I want us to know that I want to talk this morning on the top subject, welcome, welcome 
to Hollywood. Welcome to Hollywood. When visitors come down here, there ought to be certain things that they ought to see and they ought to receive when they come to Hollywood. And so I want to talk to you on the subject, welcome to the H. I wish I had somebody up in here, buddy. Just uh, folk. Uh, welcome to the H. H stands for Hollywood. Welcome to the H. Now, if you look at that, every Sunday we put this on the board. But I think if we're going to use something, we ought to have some significance to it in order to have some meaning to it. And so if you look at that, there's two columns, one to the left and one to the right. There's one window that sits in the middle. There's a roof that is between the columns. And the foundation is in God we trust. I said the foundation is in God we trust. You better have in God we trust as your foundation because you best not put your trust in anything else. Don't put it in your job. Don't put it in your health. Don't put it in your monies. Don't put it in your government. Don't put it in your friend. Put it in God. In God we trust. Now watch this here as we deal with this lesson on this morning. Now welcome to the age. When you come down here, welcome to the age. The church of Christ at Hollywood Street is a place. It's a place. It's a physical place. It's, a, it's an emotional place. It's a spiritual place. It's a place that you come to. Point number one, when you come to the age, it's a place of help. Uh, it's a place of help. Get for me Psalm 121 and verse 1 and verse number 2. It's a place of help. Psalm 121, verse number 1 and verse number 2. Now the verse here is talking about endangerment physically. As they travel to the mountain hills, as they were traveling to Jerusalem three times a year. But I want you to see here, he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the what? The hills from whence cometh my what? My help. Verse 2 says, my help cometh from the what? From the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Can I say something this morning? You and I come down here because we stand in need of God's help. We don't come down here because we got everything together. We come down here because we come for the assistance of the Lord's help. You and I need some help. We need some marital help. We need some father help. We need some mother help. We need some children help. We need some spousal help. We need some psychological help, some emotional help. We need some spiritual help. We are Christians, uh, but we don't come down here because we got everything together. We come down here because we still stand uh, in need uh, of help from the Lord. Uh, God still uh, needs to guide our life. He still uh, needs to guard our life. We still need the Lord to help us. 
I don't know about y'all, but I still need some help. There are a lot of areas that I still need some help in. And we are the church of Christ so that we become inside of the capacity and the sphere that the Lord can give us the help that we need. Oh, we stand in need of some help. And folk who are not members of the Lord's church, you need to understand that we are saved by the grace of God. We are not better than who you are if you are unsaved. What makes us who we are is Jesus who died on the cross, who took our sins away, who washed our sins by the blood of himself. We are no better than who you are because we live in the same world. We deal with the same issues. We struggle with the same problems. But the difference maker is one has been washed and the other has not. Now you show fruits of repentance, of course, but we all stand in need of help. Even when you've been baptized, you still stand in need of the help of the almighty God of heaven. It's a place. It's a place of help. Number two, it's a place of healing. It's a place of healing. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. I wish I would have some HBO up in here, but we're just going to do this anyhow. Acts chapter 3. Back up to verse number 6. Let's see something here. Uh, verse 6. Then Peter said, uh, you know, the fellow who was asking for alms, he was asking for monies. Remember that? Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7, it's a place of healing. Verse 7 says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him and up, lifted him up and immediately he, his feet and ankles, bone received strength. It's a place of healing. Verse number 8, watch this here. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. Uh, the church is a place of healing. Uh, some of us have been spiritually and eternally healed. But some of us are still sick. Hmm. I thought you was going to be very mellow right here. Just because you've been saved, you're still sick. <laughs> we still got some issues. We, we still got a limp in our walk. You still got crooks in your life. You're not going to walk straight until the Lord comes back and you get yourself a new body. And you enter into another place. He says the man was leaping. Stood up. Walked. In it. Into the temple. He was walking. He was limping. Or leaping rather. And praising God. We are still sick y'all. Yeah we're still sick. We still deal with certain things. We, we still go through certain things. Ah. Uh, 
some people deal with some things you might not deal with. Some people have this struggle while that person has that struggle. But we all still, in a sense, we're still sick. And we come down here because we need healing from the Lord, from his word, and from our prayers. But all of us still stand in need of what? Of healing because all of us still fall short. We still fall short. We still fall short of the glory of God. You will never live up to the glory of God until you spend eternity with God. But watch this here. Now, the thing that gets me is if you've been sick like this fellow, and all of a sudden the Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, by way of the apostles, gave you what you needed. This fellow, the Bible says, was jumping or rather walking, leaping, and praising God in the temple. Hello, somebody. One of the things I notice about some of us is if when people from the denominationalism or your friends or your cousin or your Aunt Barbara Sue comes down here and when we have in church and when they start clapping, some of y'all got issues with that. Woo, go on, preach, 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 preacher. Go on and preach. Just go on and preach. They start, they stand up and they start shouting, Hallelujah! Some of y'all got an issue with that. If you've been sick, go on and preach, Vilch. Just heaven got your back. If you've been dealing with a marriage on the rocks, if you're standing in the face of divorce, if you're on your sick, dying bed, if you've been on the street homeless for 10 years and all of a sudden you receive a miracle from the Lord and you go to somebody's church and the preacher is preaching and the song service is good to you and you remind yourself of the 35 years that you have been incarcerated and the Lord delivered you and you come to somebody's church and you hear the preacher preaching and you hear the congregation singing to the Lord and you stand up one day and you say glory be to God and the church will look at you The Bible says huh, he was walking. And after he started walking, the Bible says he started leaping. I said he started leaping. Maybe he was a little confused about he was walking. He didn't walk for a long time, but now he's walking. He can't believe it. He's, he's walking. And then he started shouting. And then he started uh, leaping and then he rather started praising uh, God uh, in the temple uh, of God. Uh, and the disciples, the apostles didn't stop him. Woo, preach son, go on and preach. Thank you, thank you. Let me tell y'all something. What's wrong with some of us in the church is we stood stuck up in our worship.
God has been good to all of us. You sitting down here. Corona has not taken you out. Cancer has not taken you out. Diabetes has not taken you out. High blood pressure has not taken you out. And all of the other diseases and ailments that is in life, you are here because God wants you here. Why you can't come to the church and raise your hand to the Lord? Now don't get this thing twisted. I'm in no way know how teaching us to clap our hands when we come up in here. I'm in no way know how teaching us to run from the front to the back. I am in no way teaching us to act in those type of manner. But what I'm saying to us, if you've been through something in your life and has come out of your negative experiences, who am I to tell you to shut your mouth? When you've been in the of life all your life. How you gonna tell a man hush your mouth? We don't do this down here in the church of Christ. I beg to differ. I say I beg to differ. The problem with some of us is that we are too stuck up and somebody's church of Christ tradition. Who what a church is a preacher you know you're telling the truth. And when you look at the New Testament scripture, you find stuff that take place that don't happen today. Hmm. Boy, I tell you, it's a, it's a place of healing. I remember once when I was a boy, uh, my wife and them laugh at me. Now, they think I exaggerate. And I can remember being on the sofa of my mother, and, and I remember the apartment complexes, complex rather was, was spinning. It was just spinning. My mind, it was just spinning. And my mother took me. There was a new doctor's office that they put right across the street from our apartment complex. The doctor was new. And uh, she took me up in there. I don't know how she paid for it, but she took me up in there. And, and the doctor said that I had pneumonia. And, uh, and I know something was wrong because I was, like, hallucinating. You know, I was seeing stuff, and, and I was all messed up. And, uh, and uh, who knows what, what would have happened next if she wouldn't have walked me across the street to the doctor's office. If you've ever been sick, the expression sick like a dog, I mean sick. I mean, y'all follow what I'm saying? I mean sick. Something on the inside will want to push itself on the outside. Yo, I'm talking about if you've been sick. You get sick enough. You hurt enough. And I'm telling you, when you get, when you get, when you get, when you get healed, oh, oh, man, I tell you, point number three. It's a place of hus hospitality. See, when you come to the H, man, they, 
they should receive hospitality. <laughs> Ooh, I tell you, it, it, should this be the last point, brother T, or, or what? I, I, I don't know. Uh, when they come down here, they ought to receive some hospitality. The root word for hospitality is the same root word where you find hospice and hospital. Hospice is a place where if a person is terminally ill, they are receiving kindness and care from the staff. A hospital is a place where they treat, right? Where they treat you. <laughs> when you're sick or you, you, you know something is wrong with your body, uh, they, they, you go in for some treatment. The church, the H, this local congregation should be a place of hospitality. We ought to be people who are hospitable. When somebody has a loved one who are in, uh, on their deathbed, the church ought to be like hospice. Mm. It ought to be like hospice. Y'all don't pay me no mind. It ought to be like a hospice. We ought to nurture the family. We ought to care for the family. We ought to assist the family. When somebody is hospitalized, the church ought to treat, help treat the mental, the psychological. We can't treat uh, the physical and biological, but we ought to treat the spiritual. We ought to deal with the family in those regards uh, as it relates to the work and the responsibility of the Lord's church to our members who have members in their membership family to assist and help them and be hospice and a hospital treating the illnesses, the injuries, the wounds, and the hurts of people. It's a place of hus hospitality. You know, sometimes when people come, and not so much now because of the virus, you know, they're going to have some folk going to come up in the H. They ain't going to look like you. They're not going to dress like you. Some of them going to come with earrings in their nose, on top of their eyes, uh, on their lips, uh, five on one ear and none on the next ear. They're, they're going to come in looking different. But when they come up in here, they ought to receive hospitality. Look at that, look at that, look at that high skirt. I said, look at that high skirt. Don't act like y'all didn't hear me. And somebody tiptoes to her after service. Baby, what's she doing with that high skirt on in here? Young man walks up in here with a young lady who ain't his wife. He got five kids. They're living together. They ain't married. They ain't got no ring. Come up in there. Young man, don't you know that you're supposed to be married before you have all of those children and you know the Lord does not support shacking up? Let me tell you something. Before you go over to somebody and talk to somebody like, they, like you their mama and like you their daddy, 
learn to build a rapport with people and a relationship with the person that they can respect when you talk to them about their dress. I want you to know that some things we do is a little off and a little backwards. I'm not supporting the high skirt. I'm not supporting the tight jeans that you got to jump around and place on in the morning. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying when folk come down here, stop running folk away and be hospitable. Oh, somebody will say, boy, you preaching. Running folk away from the Lord. I see them high skirt. You see the high skirt. You see him ain't married, no ring, children on the side, but he up in here. She up in here. She's in the place where she can get some help. Ooh, give me some, give me some. Give me some, give me some. When the folk won't praise God, the rocks will. Oh, oh I tell you. <laughs> Somebody don't like that. <laughs> but I'm a preacher of truth. And everybody wants you to preach truth, but don't preach truth to me. <laughs> Come on, brother Toba, give me the fourth one here. And we closing, y'all. It's a place like heaven. <laughs> it's a place like heaven. I didn't say the church is heaven. Uh -huh, it's far from being heaven. But it ought to resemble heaven. We ought to see some God over here. Hello, somebody. I, I say we ought to see some God. We ought to see some Jesus the Christ. We ought to see some Holy Spirit actively involved in our lives. We ought to see some fellowship going on. We ought to see some love one to another. We ought to be able to see some things manifest in our lives one to another. And when the folk come, they ought to be able to witness those things. See, uh, now before somebody get me twisted... I want you to know, online is fine. But when you miss the in-person, you miss some things. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. You, 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 you can't get behind a screen. It's good. It, it, it keeps you connected. It keeps you going. But it ain't nothing like in-person. And if y'all don't believe me, ask Thomas, who was not there when Jesus came. He missed his blessing of seeing the Lord with the rest of the disciples. I'm not knocking you this morning. Don't miss this thing. Don't mess this thing up this morning. But I'm saying this. In person, it's vastly different than behind the screen. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. But he says, he says here, number four, a place like heaven. John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Put it, put it, put it on the board, Brother Toby, because I don't want to misquote that this morning. Where's Brother Gathers at? Where, where is he at? He, I don't want to misquote that this morning. He was talking about it this morning, Brother Steph. I don't want to misquote that uh, this morning. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in who? Believe also in me. Watch verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. And you know, you know, you, you talk to some people, you know, Brother Phil, you, you know, you believe that some, some mansion is going to be in heaven? You, you, you believe, well, number one, understand what the word means, number one. All right? Understand what it means. It means rooms. But if I want to believe 
that there's some mansions in heaven and there's a robe that I'm going to get in heaven and a crown. I'm gonna, don't mess up. Don't put no water on my parade. Let me believe that heaven is better than what's down here. Now, I'm not changing scripture. But why you want to rain on somebody's parade? And he's a babe in Christ. Huh? You want to rain on his parade. Oh, young man, do you know? Ain't no, that's not what the Bible says. He got to grow. Boy, y'all not going to work with me this morning. Mm. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. Did y'all hear that? I go to prepare a place for you. And I know Corona, y'all, is out there. I mean, he everywhere. There's two or two, two, uh, what, two, last time I checked, two variants out there. It's like every time you try to catch up with it, it just, it just goes a little ahead of you. Huh? He says, I gotta, I go to prepare a place for you. Some people don't believe that. If my end result is glory land, I said, if it's glory land, that's some folk trying to run from death. You can't run from death. They're trying to run from the corona. Now, keep wearing your mask, Sister Wanda. Keep socially distanced. Keep washing your hands. Don't touch your face with your hands. All of those things. Keep doing that. But, y'all, you can't run from death. It is appointed. I said it is appointed. Once to die. I don't care what you do. I was watching not long ago, but a young, they are actually building now bunkers in the ground. You can buy one if you want right now. You can buy one and put it in your backyard. They're different sizes. Yeah, you can buy them now. And you can go up in there, I think it's about up to six months in the bunker, in the ground, in your yard, in your backyard. If there's ever a bomb, it's supposed to be bomb proof. Huh? You got one, Brother Brown? Okay. Brother Leo, you got one? I know Brother Wilson is working on getting one. So listen, if it, something ever happened, save a little room for five more people. We don't need a whole lot of room. We just need one little room, and we'll be all right. But there are bunkers you can buy right now. Let me tell y'all something. If the Lord decides to allow something to happen, your bunker ain't going to help you. Why we try to outdo God? Ask the folk who live down at the Florida coast lines. When the hurricanes come, every year they try to build a little higher. And when the hurricane comes, they, they got to tear down if the hurricane didn't tear down and build it higher again. Church, you can't outrun death. God's hand is stronger. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Watch verse 3. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Verse 4 says, and whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Watch verse 5. Thomas, here he is, said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? He'd been walking with the way. Watch verse 6. The Bible says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's one, the way. He's two, 
the truth. And three, he is life. The Bible says no man comes unto the Father but by him. Y'all, the church must be like heaven. It will never become heaven, but it ought to resemble heaven. We ought to be able to see God in us. We ought to be able to see God the Son in us. We ought to be able to see God the Holy Spirit actively involved in our lives. You should be able to see God in your life. I should be able to see him. There are some changes that should take place in our lives. Every so often, uh, you want to be a better husband. Uh, you want to be a better wife. You want to be a better mother. You want to be a better father. You want to be a better teenager. You want to be a better employee. You want to be a better uh, a son uh, and daughter. You want to be a better friend. Uh, you want to be a better Christian brother and sister. You want to be better. Uh, Romans talks about this. Roman talks about this, that you, that you are more than a conqueror. Y'all remember reading that? You are more than a conqueror. They would do the Olympic Games in ancient times, and uh, they would find a tall and with that tall mountain, those who were involved in the games, they would have to climb the mountain. And so they began, and they began to climb, one behind the other, one behind the other. Not long after that, some would slip and fall. Others got weary and let go. Some of them, when they got almost to the top, lost their gripping, and fell down. But then there was the one person who was able to make it all the way to the top of the mountain. And when he got to the top of the mountain, they set him up high. And somebody came up to him and gave him a wreath, a crown on his head, and said, you are a conqueror. And he would raise his hand. You are a conqueror. And then in stage two, they would put them all back down on the ground. And they put, they put a load on their shoulders. And they allowed them to go up the mountain again. And just like on the first case, some of them would lose their footing and they would lose their grip with their hands and they would fall down. Others would, would, would get tired and they would, they would let go. Others with the load on their back would get almost to the top and then they would fall to the ground. But then there was the one who would get all the way to the top. And when he got all the way to the top with the load on his shoulder, the judge would come to him and say, You are more than a conqueror. Because you were able to go up the mountaintop with a load on your shoulders. Can I say something? You ain't going to heaven without carrying a load on your shoulders. I don't know what your load going to be, but you're going to have a load. You you gon you gon you gon have you you gon you gon I don't know what your challenge I don't know what your you gonna have a load somewhere. But thanks be to God, 
that we can cast all of our cares on the Lord. Today, welcome to the H. You are more than a conqueror. Don't ever allow the devil to discourage you. Stay in the fight, Brother Lewis. Stay on the job, Brother Lane. Stay on the field because you and I, we are more than conquerors. Even in death, you are more than a conqueror. When we went down into the liquid tomb of water baptism, when you met the blood of Jesus, he washed away all of your sins. And then the Holy Spirit guaranteed us a place in God's court. So I want you to know today, you're more than conquerors. And when you get discouraged and you get tired and you get weak, remind yourself of the fellow with the load all the way making it to the top. Because in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, we can do all things. If you're not a child of God this morning, you can become one by hearing the God, uh, the gospel, the word of truth. God's son died, was buried, and rose again. Believe that. Repent. Change. Change. Just be willing to change. You're not going to be perfect, but, but be willing to change. Confess Jesus. He's the son of the living God. Be buried in liquid water of uh, the baptism of the liquid water baptism uh, tomb of the liquid grave today. You can be saved today. You can, you can become a child of God today, whether you are here or whether you are online. Now, we can't baptize you online. We have to find some water for you somewhere, but I guarantee you, if you are in the United States of America, we will find some water to get you baptized. Somebody is going to put you under the water, and you will become a child of the living God. Why not? Why not say, today is my day? Why not? This corona, man, is going around and everything else. I wouldn't be playing with my soul. Let's get this thing right before it is eternally everlasting too late. You stand in need of prayer. You can send that in uh, by text message on today or if you are in person. You can do so. As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, Why Don't You Come? Why Don't You Come?